this Christmas, magic will happen in the podcast studio. Please, Esten, I need to go home to my son and wife. It is Christmas Eve. Little Timmy needs his medicine. Bah humbug. Leaving early for Christmas? How dare you. Podcast content needs to be created. We have 30 more Disney Plus series to review. The Mandalorian series season 3 is not going to criticize itself. A movie about the true meaning of Christmas. Every day I work 12-hour shifts creating film logic content. I just wish Esten would give us one day off for Christmas. Eddie! <laughs> I see you this Christmas! <laughs> oh, Timmy, if only you hadn't gotten podcast radiation poisoning, you wouldn't need that medicine I can't afford. One life will be changed forever. Our next episode is going to be on why Elf is the worst movie ever. In fact, any movie that has snow needs to be burned to the ground. Aston, Ebenezer Aston, your time has come. Patrick Swayze? From Ghost? Do my eyes deceive me? Aston will be taken on a journey of Christmas self-discovery. I now know that the real reason I hate Christmas is because my dad spent Christmas Day reviewing French era art house movies instead of spending it with family. I'm glad you got the moral of the story. Now go back and make things right in the podcast world. A story of redemption and hope. Boy, what day is today? It is Christmas Day, sir. Ah, time to live large on my credit card. Go and buy the biggest bag of Doritos and the biggest bottle of Mountain Dew. Or Joe Cola, if you can find it. We are celebrating this beautiful holiday. A movie of warm and fuzzy feelings. I know we don't have any money, little Timothy, so I am giving you my old USB mics. Thanks, (laughs) Daddy. If only I had four dollars for the copay of your medication. Tim, Timmy, Timothy, my favorite podcast host. I have decided to give you ten percent of the podcast ad revenue, plus all the discounts from McDreamy Mattress, Chachain.com, and Codfather Fish and Chips. We're saved! It is a podcast Christmas miracle. God bless everyone. Coming December twenty-fifth. Film Logic's Christmas Carol. And scene. Good morning! I'm bad. We're just drawn that way. Houston, we have a problem. But why me not? Why are you not entertained? Why so serious? It's alive, it's alive! The snozzberries taste like snozzberries. Right. Thank you, Eston. You're so kind for especially the the Codfather fish and chips. Oh, you're welcome. I definitely I love, I love me some fish and chips. Yeah, I mean that was a weird week between you two. <laughs> <laughs> Things were looking very dark. <laughs> there were some but, silent awkward moments between us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad Eston got over whatever whatever was happening to him. I just need well, that visit from the ghost. Yeah, sorry, what? 
Patrick Swayze, no doubt. I hey, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely. Anytime he dropped in, I was like, taught me how to surf. A little bit of Point Break coming back on the scene. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, who could not go wrong with the Bodazai coming on the scene? I was right. like, yeah, in the Zen, baby. Yeah. Well, welcome to Film Logic. We're a movie podcast celebrating the past, present, and future with all the fandoms in between. We are part of the Retrologic Network and the Nintendo Dads Network with classic podcasts like Retrologic, On Topic Retro, and Retro Groove. I am Mike, and I am with my co-host, Eston, the snowman who wants a fedora for a change. Yes. And I'm with Tim, the reindeer who will guide Santa to his own house. Heck yeah. That's right. And I need to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a special guest, Mikey Burgett, the new standard for the naughty list. Well, if you're going <laughs> to set a standard, you might as well set it high. There you go. <laughs> uh, no call for me this year. <laughs> How's it going, guys? Going well. Oh, geez, oh, Pete. I don't know. I'm not doing well. I am not doing well after after your little bracket thing. I, I no. Uh, first of all, <laughs> beautiful segue. <laughs> Second of all, uh, get out the the wine and the wine and cheese because we are going to talk about something that we did on the Discord. Uh, we had a 32 live action Christmas movie tournament where our group of at least 20 people voted on which movies should pass and go to the final round. And then we would crown it the, the king of live action Christmas movies. And we're going to talk about how that painful, painful process went. Uh, you know, by the fourth round, there was threats. There was blackmail. There was bribery. There was so much butt hurt and <laughs> in tears. My gosh, I've never seen men cry so hard. And half of that was me. Now, there was fake accounts being made to vote with. I mean, there was like, yeah, some men were like showing other men their biceps from across the room with intimidation. Yeah. So I'm like, hey, pointing at the biceps. I flipped this table <laughs> several times behind me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey. You showed that belt in front of the camera said, respect it. Respect yes. it. Respect <laughs> it. That's right. All right. I'm coming for you, baby. <laughs> so. Acknowledge we're gonna, me. We're going to talk about that. I'm not going to give away what won, even though many of the people who voted are going to be listening to this episode, at least I hope. Um, so. Our 32 movies we picked, and mind you, we didn't pick everything, so I know some people wanted Harold and Kumar's Christmas, um, or... Throw the know, list out. Throw it out now. It's, I know. It's I, I know. didn't include that. Come on. Or that one with Queen Latifah. Or, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've yeah. remember that one. God, I watched that one. Yeah, I forgot to put that one in there. And the biggest crime ever committed is we did not have Ernest Saves Christmas. I told you, throw out the list. We've got to start all over. <laughs> start all over. Well, I know, I know you're going to get to it, but I, 
ultimately think that the movie that won is still would probably would have been the one that won. Yeah, Ernest Saves Christmas would have taken it. (laughs) (laughs) That Jim Varney, he is he's a man of many trades. Yeah, he would have just yeah walked right through the wall. Mikey, Mikey, did you you get to vote on the on this list, Mikey? I didn't. I I unfortunately didn't get to cast my vote. And looking at the brackets, uh, one movie that I wish had been on there that would have been one I voted for but wasn't on there was The Holiday, which is one of my favorite Christmas movies. But unfortunately, didn't make the cut. And so I'm like you say, Tim, we got to throw it out. We got to throw this whole list out. The whole list. Yeah. Uh, You can't please anyone with these. In case you're wondering what we did pick, it was Home Alone, Jack Frost, starring Michael Keaton, not the horror movie. Um, It's a Wonderful Life, Scrooged, A Christmas Story, Silent Night, White Christmas, Bad Santa, Grinch with Jim Carrey, Deck the Halls, Muppets Christmas Carol, 8-Bit Christmas, Die Hard, Krampus, Jingle All the Way, Edward Scissorhands, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, You Better Watch Out, Christmas with the Cranks, Noel, Elf, The Night Before, Miracle on 34th Street, 90s version, Anna and the Apocalypse, Batman Returns, Office Christmas Party, The Christmas Chronicles, Four Christmases, Gremlins, and Black Christmas, the early 2000 version. Oh, and The Santa Claus. The Santa Claus and Love Actually. Yeah. <clears throat> so. We had a good spread. And yeah. a good spread from different genres of, of movies and stuff. We hit it all. I think if you invited me to your house and you were just going to play all these movies uh, back to back to back, I would show up when you played Gremlins. (laughs) 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 So uh, for those of us who were in the voting, uh, was there anything in round one that that just shocked you? Because that one seemed like the most... uh, that one seemed the most predictable. At the most, the one that won, or one that got made the list. No, the the one that won. Um, I one I wish I would have gone through because I actually liked the movie a lot. They just recently had a special on. Um, I think it has it's come on, or if not on now, it's coming on. Where they get the reunion of the cast, um, Alan, minus Alan Rickman, of course, um, is uh, Love Actually. I really like that movie a lot. Um, I saw it in the theater uh, three times. <laughs> yeah, it's very British, I hear. It wasn't, it wasn't anything that really shocked me as far as being on the list or that made it, but one that I was knew was not going to make it past that first round <laughs> was Muppet Christmas Carol versus 8-Bit Christmas. I like 8-Bit Christmas, and I was like, why did that have to go against Muppets? Christmas oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's no chance. There was no chance. Yeah. Glass Joe versus Mike Tyson. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, like some of these, like Noel versus Christmas with the Cranks. Like Christmas with the Cranks isn't great, but it's definitely going to beat Noel. And Elf versus Seth Rogen's The Night Before. You know, The Night Before, decent movie. Seth Rogen, decent Canadian, but Elf is going to win. 
I was surprised Scrooge beat out It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, Scrooge would have uh, made it all the way if it was up to me up until a certain yeah. point, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess it wouldn't have made it all the way. It would have made it to the yeah, probably the final four, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I'll well. say one that really kind of surprised me out of that first round was Edzer's, Edward Scissorhands beating Jingle All the Way. Like, first off, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think of Edward Scissorhands as a Christmas movie. And then second off, to go against Arnold in such, you know, an iconic 90s movie, it just yeah. it kind of surprises me that that was the one that came out of that bracket. That's a good point. Very good point. And actually, I, I they're a movie I never heard of, or at least remember hearing of it, was the Anna and the Apocalypse. I didn't even know about that until this list. I want I wanted that to win because it's a musical, it has zombies, and it's all about Christmas in high school. Well, and- actually, I, I've heard of it just in passing, but I never really watched it. So I was just like, okay, I got to look up this movie. It's really hard to get. Like, it's never streaming on any of the channels. It was on, like, Hulu for, like, a hot week, and then it just fell off. Mm-hmm. Netflix, it has, like, this weird long queue where, where like, they tell you, oh, we can't find the movie in our warehouse. Give us give us a few months. <laughs> so it's, it but he's really holding on is, to it. Yeah. It really is, like, a, the golden goose. Yeah, when I saw Edward Scissors' hands in there, I was like, well, if we're going that route, I said, just go, you know, they have the holidays in it and Santa's in it. I actually wanted to go back and include in round one Shazam. Oh. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, that did work. Um, I would have seen how how far that would have gotten. Anna and the Apocalypse is actually on YouTube Premium. You can watch it for free there. Oh. I, I just looked it up, I think. Oh, nope, I'm wrong. You got to sign up for either Shutter or AMC+. Plus. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. That's how they get you. It's like, watch with membership. And I was like, oh, cool. I got a YouTube premium. I can watch it with my membership. That's not the membership they're talking about. No. <laughs> Now, I think the reason we included Edward Scissorhands, or at least I did, is because someone near the end of the movie, it it ends on Christmas. And then there's that scene where he's like slicing up ice sculptures and it makes snow over the town. And uh, to me that, that, you know, it it gets off on a technicality that at least 30% of the movies near Christmas. Got in because Die Hard got in, and it's yeah. you know because it's around the same, it's around Christmas time, right? Yeah. There for a Christmas party. Well, they, they, I think they bona fide established Die Hard as a Christmas movie. <laughs> I've also here, if you t- if you bring in Die Hard, you have to bring in Lethal Weapon One. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's Christmas time. That's doable. Yeah, I would allow it. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Iron Man three, which is directed by the same director, Shane Black. Oh, oh yeah, we got some Shane Black because then we could yeah, we could uh. There's uh, a lot yeah. of stretches you probably could have added and had a sixty four uh, yeah, list yes. going. <laughs> yes, there's that Christmas movie with Dane Cook. 
uh, <laughs> about that one. The Just Friends. We could have added that one. We could have added that one. Uh, Holiday with Luke Bracey. Uh, uh, Surviving Christmas with uh, Sir Ben Affleck. Uh, that actually, we all know they wouldn't have made it past certain rounds anyway, so it's not a big deal. We know, right? That. Right. That um, movie actually won a Razzie. Uh, You've got mail with Tom Hanks. Do you think that would have? Is that a Christmas movie? I mean, Tom Hanks wears a coat in, in it. Wears a coat. They're in New York on the Empire State Building, right? Yeah. Thinking the same movie. <laughs> it's it's sad that uh, this year we won't be including Violent Night. But oh, yeah, everyone... that'll be next year's list. Yeah. The one you're talking about, Violent Night, is that the one with the um, the new one that they have coming out with the Santa fights back with the burglar intruders and all that? Yes. Yes, I thought. Yeah. So my prediction was that Home Alone was going to take it all the way up into the finals. And then Home Alone got to be against Muppets Christmas Carol in the fourth round. And I think we chose our allegiance. It was Muppets Christmas Carol. Before, don't try to gloss over the other side. Hold on a second. Slow <laughs> down. Slow down. Okay. okay. Too You're quick here. Round two and you three. gave one side here on the fourth round, right? Where you got Home Alone versus Muppets Christmas Carol. Other two that were against each other. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation and Batman Returns. The reason right. why I say not to gloss over, you know, overlook this is because there was some shenanigans going on in the voting there in the previous round with National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation versus Elf. Elf. Mm-hmm. Elf lost to National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. <laughs> Son of oh, a crap. Oh, crap. <laughs> I voted for National Lampoon's against Elf. Tim, it was it was very close, and at 10 a.m. on the day that I had to end the poll, NL Christmas Vacation was one point higher, and then someone came in right after and tied it. That was me. Because <laughs> I was a late entry, and I was like, oh, crap, I need to vote for that, and then I didn't realize it was already past the time. But whatever. It will... The question is, okay, so you, you, we all know Muppets, Muppets Christmas Carol went up against National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Everybody probably can guess which one won. In the what-if world, what if Muppets Christmas Carol went up against Elf? Which one do you think would have won? We actually did that vote. But I want to hear what know. you think. There was no vote on that. Oh, no, I, mean, I, didn't I, I did a vote. sarcastic vote. Hold on. You did? I didn't I didn't see that. Oh, this is did. the shenanigans I'm talking about. What the heck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What is this? Like, who's, who's the poll manager here? Yeah. What, <laughs> what kind of announcements, like, is going on here? Like, the little yeah, quiet, yeah, these subtle are like announcements. rooms with dark corners. <laughs> you know, I, first of all, I get what I want. Recount. Recount. <laughs> And that is the death of <laughs> anything that goes against National Lampoons. 
And I'm like on your side. I voted for National Lampoons. I was trying to push your man over their bar. <laughs> National Lampoons Christmas Vacation is in my rotation along with Elf and Home Alone and Muppets Christmas Carol and a few others on this list. It just surprised me that Elf actually lost. Uh, right. So because of all especially after reading all the comments that were going on in, in in the retro logic side. I don't know if you had a poll going somewhere else, but or had comments anywhere else, but um, retro in your in their in our film logic channel, there was a lot of comments about the you know a lot of us older people voting for the National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Actually, I voted for Elf because that is one of my favorite Christmas movies. So, and it was tough to see those two against each other again. Like I said, they're they're my favorites, but. I was very surprised considering, but when I think about it though, I also have to remember it is retro logic, and there are a lot of people who are older into the retro collection thing, and that's the majority of our community, most likely. So, and that's probably why National Lampoons won. We're not into that Will Ferrell hoo ha and all his shenanigans. You're missing out, man. You're missing out. <laughs> Nikki, what do you think? Ferrell. I love Talladega Night. Right. Well, I, I would if if you're choosing for me between Elf and Christmas Vacation, I would go Elf. But that's just me. I I like Christmas Vacation. It's probably out of all the vacation films, probably my favorite one. But I just I like Elf a little bit more. So it's it, another it, debate for another time. By yeah, the, way, the, the yeah. <laughs> National Lampoon's Vacation movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So you would have voted. Uh, you'd have voted uh, uh, Elf over National Lampoons. Yes, that's what I would have voted with. Yeah. Well, we'd like to thank Mikey for being a guest on our show tonight. And then, like, <laughs> hey, don't get rid of him. What the heck? Fine. <laughs> so I need some help here. He's two against one. If he wasn't here. <laughs> so my my so I did a sarcastic vote because everyone was giving me gripes and I said you can either vote for monster puppets on strings haunting the one percent or Will Ferrell being obnoxious for an hour and a half and uh, monster puppets on strings uh, got seven votes and Will Ferrell got six so I I think where, did, sound- where was this this. Pretend voting that you had going on now. I um, is it in the film above, logic? It's yeah, it's in film logic. It's slightly above the Muppet Race Mania post. Oh my gosh. Okay. But it, it's below Kermit drinking tea. Oh <laughs> I remember seeing Kermit drinking tea. What the heck? Oh yeah. Yeah, because everyone yeah. likes to use that little Lipton drinking thing. Like minding my own business, but I'm just saying. Yes. Right. <laughs> Remember seeing all this stuff? I must have just overlooked it. Oh well, see, not in enough per- attention drawn to it. That's all. In a perfect <laughs> world, it would be a three-way tie between Home Alone, Elf, and Muppets Christmas Carol. Um, I can tell you who got in second and third, and there was a four-way tie for fifth place. No one got in fourth place. Um, so Muppets Christmas Carol got in first, winning all five rounds. Um, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation got second, obviously. Uh, third got Home Alone and Batman Returns tied. 
And then fifth place was A Christmas Story, Die Hard, Gremlins, and Elf, which that sounds like a party I want to go to. Yeah. 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 I'd go watch all those. Yeah. That would be an awesome crossover to see, like, uh, you know, McLean uh, take go being like Gremlins and see how he would fare in that movie. That sounds like one of those parody movies where they try to put all the Christmas movies together. Like coming to Nakatomi Plaza. Yeah, Gremlins. After midnight. <laughs> but a man who forgets his shoes but has a gun duct taped to his back. Can he stay in the night? Starring Will Ferrell <laughs> as the elf. Yeah. <laughs> Is that 1950s Christmas story era? Yeah. <laughs> so it will let me be ask, Silent Night will be the tagline. <laughs> let me ask this question. Is... Is Muppet Christmas Carol your favorite Christmas movie? Is it your number one? Or what is your number one? Mikey, what's yours? Uh, That's tough. I I probably would go with Home Alone. If we're going live action, if we're going animated, I would say either Charlie Brown Christmas or Mickey's Christmas Carol. Uh, that, That would be my animated ones. But live action, I would probably go Home Alone. Okay. Awesome. About you guys, um, I'd say if I go animated, I I really love the Peanuts Christmas. I love I love the tunes, love the songs, I love all that. That's just a nostalgia. You can warm up and serve it to me every day. So I would definitely say <laughs> uh, Peanuts Christmas. And then uh, as far as like the actual like a Christmas, uh, as far as like an actual live action one, I still would say yeah, one I watch over and over again, uh, contemporary. Uh, if you want to call that National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Okay. Um, actually, more classic, iconic, um, White Christmas. Uh huh. Which, ironically, is referenced in National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. So I get the best of both worlds. Whoever wins, you always win. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. So- the, the kind of day I'm having determines what movie I want. If I'm, a, if I'm feeling animated, it's Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, if I'm in like a... If I'm in like an action move, movie, kind of a whimsical, I want Anna and the Apocalypse. You know, if I'm feeling very sarcastic, I want Scrooged. But if I'm feeling si- sentimental, then I want... Uh, the Muppets Christmas Carol. It sounds like there's like like there's at least a handful of movies you have to watch every year right? when the holidays come. Uh, you know, I never get time to watch these movies. That's the problem. Is that like people have to invite me over and play these movies? Okay. Don't yeah. you don't just set some time like you you. Like, okay, there's this time, it's like, I'm going to relax, time to settle down. I'm going to pop in a Christmas movie because it's December. Yeah. Or do you, are you just want, maybe one of those people who just, if you have cable, like, oh, this is on, I'm going to put this on in the background, and then you're good? I would love to do that. See, I'm with my two-year-old son for most of the day. Okay. And it's time to watch TV. Um, I'm only allowed to watch Christmas movies that have Thor, Hulk or the Joker. 
and only for 30 seconds each because that's yep. his attention span. <laughs> so if they come out with a Home Alone Thor, uh, <laughs> I'm going to see it. National Lampoon's uh, Christmas Joker. They kind of did. Um, I guess you do the stretch, but Adventures in Babysitting. That's true. Is that a Christmas movie? Um, no, but you can play it around Christmas and say, there you uh, go, Thor. You got to go home alone. Twist. Love, love <laughs> that movie. Love that. Well, when we do the, uh, the tournament for best babysitting movie, <laughs> that, I have that to win. Best yeah, John Hughes movie? Uh, yes. Yeah, Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah, shows up as uh, Thor. Yeah, Gomer Powell from Full Metal Jacket. Outstanding. <laughs> So that I think I think we laid to rest uh, anything in our tournament. I think we got everyone sufficiently disappointed in us. Um, <laughs> it will... doesn't matter about our list. I mean, as a community, this is what we've got as the community. But yes. everybody, like we just mentioned, everybody's got their own favorites, you know. So, so. For anyone who thinks that National Lampoons is not in the conversation, there is a top 40 Christmas movie list um, on IMDb that puts it as number one National Lampoons Christmas Vacation. Furthermore, there's a weird pod- podcast called Utah Take Two or something like that that uh, reviewed National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation and Muppet's Christmas Carol on the same day, which is an odd flex that uh, that I thought only we would ever see with yeah, ourselves. We got to look up these people. Maybe they are doppelgangers. I know. <laughs> Earth 2. There we go, yeah. Uh, and might I might I also mention that Metascore, which everyone follows biblically, um, has some very weird, like I don't know, very negative things to say about movies that we would love. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation got a Metascore of forty nine. That's like failing, right? Home Alone sixty three, um, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street nineteen forty seven. Metascore is like eighty eight. You know, that's like the straight B plus student right there. Um, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, that's a 46. No surprise there. Scrooged got a 38. Ouch. That's garbage. Uh, The Family Man, another movie we didn't do, starring Nicolas Cage, got 42. Uh, Let's see. Muppet Christmas Carol got a 64. That's failing. They'd have to take Metacritic is based on critic scores, right? So Yeah, people who hate Christmas. <laughs> so, I I'm going to say that you know, trust us, don't trust anyone. Okay? What we say is canon. Yes. We're the the every man of the of the people. Yeah, we're not the critics. The people that are getting getting paid to find criticism. Otherwise, they don't get paid. We're not getting paid. <laughs> don't don't trust big critic. Yeah. Trust the community. There you go. Come to us for the truth. Mm-hmm. So, anywho, I have a new game for us to play. 
So, our, guys, did you know that Hallmark sometimes comes out with a few Christmas movies every once in a while? Who's who? What place? Did you say <laughs> Hallmark? Wal- Walmart? What you said? Yeah. Hallmark. This little card company. Is that the is that the channel that's about like where all evil men are always doing nothing good and they're always up to something wrong? No, no, that's Lifetime. That's okay. Lifetime. I get, them, I get them confused. Okay. Lifetime is the hallmark with abuse. There we go. There we go. I got them straight now. So I, I came up with this little game called Hallmark or Failmark. I'm going to give you 30 movies that sound like warm and cozy Hallmark movies. And you need to tell me if uh, that's a real movie or if that's a fake movie. Great, I'm ready. Mikey, you ready? I think I'm ready. <laughs> All right. You guys want to work in teams or do you guys want to uh, go against each other? Uh, we'll, in the we'll, holiday spirit, we'll go in team. Co-op okay. it. All right. So I'm going to go down the list and then... You guys are going to tell, and then at the end of the list, I'm going to do all the answers. So, first movie, A Boyfriend for Christmas. That's real. Hallmark. 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 Okay. A Merry Matrimony. Mm, that's a fake one. Yeah, I'd say, I say fake. Okay. Fail Mark. <laughs> uh, die hard and die is spelled D-Y-E die hard with a Christmas fail mark <laughs> no mark that's, yeah. that's not a hallmark thing uh, yeah, that was a hallmark cool. thing yeah. I'd be watching that for sure yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. a new producer at hallmark right <laughs> um, the Kringle not, I'm not their demographic <laughs> The Kringle Tingle. Kringle <laughs> Tingle. What? That is no mark. This is where we get that out into like uh, the triple X section. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that sounds so wrong. It has to be a Hallmark thing. <laughs> I'm gonna call Hallmark on that one. Okay, the Nine Lives of Christmas. That's a uh, that Hallmark. Hallmark. That's Hallmark. Hallmark. Yeah. yeah. Right. Snow Bride. Hallmark. Hallmark. Mark. The Night, and Night is spelled K-N-I-G-H-T, The Night Before Christmas. That's going to be oh. Hallmark. You said Hallmark? Yeah. What am I going to be? Hallmark? Sure. Sure. <laughs> sounds oh, it sounds like a romance novel type thing, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, how about... The Magic Horse and the Christmas Bride. Uh, that's a like long a, name for a Hallmark movie. Yeah, I think that's Fail Mark. That's yeah. a Disney movie. That's a Disney movie. That's a that's Fail Mark. <laughs> Santa with muscles. <laughs> now you're on Spike TV. Yeah. <laughs> you think that's real or fake? It's, it's gotta be fake. Or at least a direct to DVD film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fail. Fail mark. All right. All I want for Christmas is a heart surgeon. <laughs> <laughs> Fail mark. Fail mark. Fail mark. 
Moonlight and Mistletoe. Oh, that was that's Hallmarkish. Yeah, I'd say Hallmark. It's oh, Hallmark in that one. Yeah. Uh, Yeti or not, here comes Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a drinky game. I'd say fail mark. Fail mark. <laughs> well, okay. Sounds like a funnier dice get to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Single Santa seeks Mrs. Claus. Mm. Sounds like a subtitle to me. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah. Tagline, yeah. That's a fail That's mark. That's a fail mark. Fail mark. All right. Time machines and tinsels. <clears throat> That yeah, sounds like it would be kind of interesting to watch. It sounds like a Doctor Who episode. <laughs> yes. Yes. Hey, good call. Mike, I like that one. Doctor Who. Really? Fail, fail Mark. Yeah, fail, fail Mark. Fail Mark. Fail Mark. I think he's pulling from his episode list. All right. Dashing through the snow bachelor. <laughs> fail Mark. Fail Mark. <laughs> All right. Santa Jr. It's Hallmark. Yeah. yeah. Hallmark. Hallmark. Uh, the Widow and the Part-Time Mall Elf. Um, that one sounds a film, Marcus. That's a long title. Yeah, yeah <laughs> lo- the long ones almost seem like they're just automatic fail. I, I don't know why, but they just yeah, they seem like that. You couldn't fit that on your guide if you're flipping through the channels. <laughs> That's too much fancy holiday writing to do there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we agree. Failmark. Failmark. Yeah. Fail-mark. Hawaii Santa saves the Christmas surf contest. <laughs> Failmark. Failmark. Fail-mark. Fail-mark. Okay. A dog named Christmas. Mark. Which mark? That could be a hallmark. Mark. Yeah, I'll say hallmark. Oh, that could be an animal channel. Type thing. <laughs> Three wise women. That could be Hallmark. Hallmark? Let's go. Sure. Yeah, yeah, why not? The Corgi Christmas Detective. <laughs> I don't even, the what? The Corgi Christmas Detective. Or Corgi. Corgi, Corgi yeah. Christmas uh, Detective. That, that's fail mark. Fail mark, yeah. Oh, animal channel again. Who knows? Farewell, Mr. Kringle. Sounds like a bond line. It does. It sounds too negative. I'm going to say fail mark. Fail mark. Yeah, fail mark. mark. Okay. Holly Jolly Molly's Bakery Blues. Totally hallmark. Totally. Think so? Holly, um, Jolly, uh, was Holly Jolly Molly? Yeah. She said Holly Jolly Molly's Bakery Blues. Yeah, that that one sounds too long though, so Yeah, I, I would say fail mark. Oh, that sounds like you're doing some it's kind of mark. To fail mark. Yeah, I think that's fail mark. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mark. Marry me at Christmas. At Hallmark. 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 A kiss at midnight. Hallmark. Mark. Hallmark. Jungle bells. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say Phil Mark. Phil Mark. That's a Dad's After Dark movie right there. Yeah, yeah, no, no, he's getting that. Another triple X title. Yeah. Uh, never kiss a man in a Christmas sweater. I not. Phil uh, Mark. 
That sounds more like an adage than a movie. <laughs> mm. I feel finally, attacked on that one. <laughs> finally, a sugar plum daddy from Mrs. Claus. <laughs> <laughs> Fail, Mark. Another one behind him. Yeah, that's behind the beaded curtain. Fail, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. It's behind the beaded curtain. curtain. 18 that's and the name older of the only. <laughs> <laughs> You guys got 21 correct. Um, the ones that were fake was the Kringle Tangle, <laughs> Die Hard with a Christmas. Um, the well, Magic Die Hard with a Christmas could have been a Christmas special at some point. Yes. Yeah. The Magic Horse and the Christmas Bride. Um, surprisingly, Santa with Muscles is a it's a Christmas movie starring Hulk Hogan. See, that's why I, I, I remembered it, but I couldn't remember like exactly where it was from. So that's why I said but, straight to DVD. But, it, <laughs> but was that a Hallmark movie? Oh, right. It, you guys got it right. No, no it, so, it, it wasn't a Hallmark movie. It was like, just, right. like I said, it was just a random movie. Okay. Yeah. All I Want for Christmas is a Heart Surgeon, Falmark. Um, Yeti or Not, Here Comes Christmas, fake. Um, time Machines and Tinsels, fake. Dashing Through the Snow Bachelor, fake. The Widow <laughs> and the Part-Time Elf, fake. Hawaii uh-huh. Santa Saves the Christmas Surf Contest, also fake. The Corgi Christmas Detective, fake. Um... Holly Jolly Molly's Bakery Blues, fake. Uh, Jungle Rising. Bells, fake. Never Kiss a Man in a Christmas Sweater was real. Oh, really? Wow. But a Sugar Plum Daddy for Mrs. Claus, you guys saw right through it. It's fake. <laughs> <laughs> Overall, we won then. Yeah, you got a passing score. Yeah, more W's and O's. Better than Metacritic will give you. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, don't go to them. They're too critical. Mm-hmm. Job team, good job. There we go. Virtual high fives all around. All right. So moving on to the meat and potatoes of our podcast, or this is a Christmas episode, the boiled goose and plum pudding of our episode. Uh, we have the winner of our tournament, Muppets Christmas Carol. Oh. Just a show of hands. Who's seen this movie? Oh, I've seen it. <clears throat> yeah, I've seen it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. So the multiple Muppet- times. Muppet- oh, that's right. You, haven't, you didn't ask the right question. How many times have you seen it? Yes. How many times have you seen it? I lost count. You, Tim? Count. You know, count. Number two, Mikey. Oh, it's been a while since I've last seen it, but I've probably seen it a handful of times at least. Mm-hmm. I've seen it three times. So you need to fix that. <laughs> that. But like I said, yeah. it's like we have we have like multiple Christmas movies we have in our rotation that at least I have now the kids are older. <laughs> but <laughs> There's multiple movies that I will watch every year that is in that rotation. So <clears throat> I bought the movie when it came out on VHS in that thick pack. 
know that you got with Disney movies, and then eventually I, I got it when it came out on DVD, then then got it digitally. So it's it's been in my yeah, I've rotation. Seen the, uh, mm-hmm. I've seen the Mickey Mouse uh, Christmas Carol movie more than actually I've seen the actual uh, <clears throat> the uh, the actual Muppet ones. So this is by half and chance how it worked out for me in life. And so, yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, I've seen National Lampoon's a bunch, so. And Home Alone. So that's more the kind of the, the Christmas movies I was watching as far as like, you know, when we do around our house. As far as we don't really watch those. Those are in my rotation movies. as well. Yeah. <clears throat> Probably seen so, those just as many times as, the, as Muppet Christmas Carol, so. <laughs> And I was telling Mike, they actually have a, um, <clears throat> I learned they got a new section they've added now when they've upgraded it to the 4K quality. They've added in a new musical number. It's not it's, new. It is. No, it's not. It's a musical number that was cut. It was cut, and then they brought it back mm-hmm. in later on. Um, mm-hmm. when they released it on the um, VHS or whatever. So they brought it back in. But only in full full screen version and not the theatrical version. So right. That's why it depends on which versions you were watching that some people might remember that and might not. So but that song is an important part of the of the movie, which is really perplexing as to why the executives had it removed. They said it was too sad. For the yes, children. It, yeah. Still, I mean, it, it's a song that is, after you hear it sung, you hear it throughout the musical, some of the musical numbers later on through the movie. Then later on, as it the movie ends, it the words are switched up to reflect that the, instead of love is lost, love is found. So, right. And then the main song during the credits that's being sung is that song. <laughs> it's the love of lost. It was lost song. So why was it cut? If that's the main one you're having uh, McBride sing, you know, right. Whatever that singer was. <laughs> now, if you go to the Disney plus and you watch the movie, you won't see that song, but if you go to the, add on like the extras you'll you'll be able to see um that song being played so do you remember that song did you ever do you know what song we're talking about well i was looking looking through the soundtrack and they had the love is found and then they had a song called love is gone is it the love is gone one that they nixed it might be lost. I am I saying lost? I meant gone. It's yeah. one of those. <laughs> love is gone. Muppets movie. Yeah, it is. Love is gone. Sorry. Yeah. So and it's love is found at the end. <laughs> yeah. So the song is supposed to be like a, a story arc, right? So they got rid of like the the uh, a pivotal song that would show that like you know the Mister Scrooge is feeling hopeless. Now, apparently, when they they took out this song, it was such a jarring edit 
that there was some confusion because Scrooge, Gonzo, and Rizzo were making this reaction, like they just saw the like the saddest song, and no one really understands why they're making that face unless you see the song within the movie. So I gotta go back and watch it now just so I can see that scene, kind of I can see how the hard cut looks. By the way, if you do have Disney Plus, and I just confirmed it right now because I, I think I remember the Retro Groove guys talking about this too, is that because uh, of the 30th anniversary Disney Plus had it restored, I know they're working on that 4K version that you were talking about, Solo, but um, it's now on Disney Plus right now. So if you go watch Muppets Christmas Carol, you will see the full version there. Because of the 30th anniversary. It was just released yesterday. Oh, so they have two no, different no. versions you can watch? I don't know if there's two different versions. I just know that you can go in there and watch the full version. Oh. I don't, think, I don't think it's a choice. I think you just get to watch the full version as it was intended. Uh, the internet lied to me. Well, they did I don't think they lied to you. I don't think you just read an old article because this right. this is as as of a day. Just confirmed <laughs> it. They just launched it yesterday for the 30th anniversary. Restored, fully restored. Bell's long lost fan favorite song added back to movie. It's available well, on stream on Disney Plus. I have high expectations for the internet. It needs to be up to date by the second. <laughs> Even when I'm scrolling through old Reddits. You are correct. It was it, it was very jarring when it was removed. Uh, mm-hmm. Especially for those who you know, bought the newest version. Going from one version to another and they didn't include it there because of uh, in I'm sh- maybe I don't have all my facts straight or whatever, but from what I understood, I didn't have a good quality version to put on the DVD or the Blu-ray or anything yeah. like that. So yes. that's why they never added it back. Yeah, and until do, now. In mid-December 2020, Brian Henson announced that the original negatives for the removed scene had been found and would be reinstated back into the film in time for its 30th anniversary. In 2022. Yes. Yep. And here we are. Brian um, Henson, I'm guessing, is the son. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. yep. That's his okay. first directorial <clears throat> debut in which Sir Michael Caine said, I am thoroughly impressed with the job you're doing. So, you know, that is praise from Caesar right there. Yes. Uh, now, there have been a lot of Scrooges. In the past, this is a theatrical play based on a Dickens book. Um, among many movies that have been created, um, and Sir Michael Caine uh, does an excellent job as Ebenezer Scrooge. Um, is he your favorite Ebenezer Scrooge, or is there a better one? Uh, well, I was talking earlier about. <clears throat> you know, the Disney and about uh, the Mickey Mouse one that I've, I don't know, I've watched a good bit of. I like the, uh, the Scrooge McDuck one that they did that one time. I like that one. Mm-hmm. Does but anyone, then, uh, yeah. Does anyone remember Jim Carrey as Scrooge? 
in the the computer animated one. Yeah, I remember it. It uh, wasn't it uh, Chris Columbus or one of those that directed that version of it. Yeah, I feel like that fell into obscurity. There's it has its fans for sure. Mm-hmm. I I did, mm-hmm. I never watched it, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember that one too much. I know of course, which one you're yeah. talking about, but I I just never got into. I never watched it. Of course, we all know the scene about the one that uh where uh the Scrooge gets hit with a toaster from the movie Scrooge. So oh yes, my favorite. Uh, even though his name isn't Scrooge, <laughs> that's my favorite. <laughs> right. If you had, I wonder if that would be a worthy vote. Michael Caine versus Bill Murray. Who's your favorite Scrooge? If you uh, actually, ver- if you actually did, you know, do just if they actually the actual character's name is Scrooge, then I would vote for Michael Caine for sure. Yeah. He did a phenomenal job in that. And the movie itself, being that it's a Muppets movie, you would think it would be all ridiculousness. But no, they. You had your fun. They, I think they did it really well by staying on point, the story, and uh, but having its fun Muppet antics within mixed in, you know. So enjoy. It. That's why I liked it. It's the perfect movie, and when it wants to be funny, like it lands it, like the side banter, the things people say under their breath, hilarious. Mm-hmm. But when it wants to show like a character's evil side or good side or redemptive side, it it nails it equally as much. Well, who's your favorite Scrooge, Mike? Um, you know, I have to go with Sir Michael Caine. I mean, we got Charles Dickens, right? It's he's the most British man we know. And Second only to Sir Michael Caine, so it's a it's a no brainer that he would be that he would be the the pick. And he even said uh, to Brian Henson before he uh, they started filming that he was going to treat this like a Shakespearean royal play. You could tell. Uh-huh. Yeah. How about you, Mikey? Uh, well, you already mentioned. My all-time favorite, which would be Scrooge McDuck from a Mickey's yeah. Christmas Carol. But live action, I I actually would go with a TV movie from the 80s that had George C. Scott as Ebenezer Scrooge. Like that, Ooh. He just had that iconic look and feel to it uh, in that role. And it, it's one that probably, you know, kind of got lost in time uh, as the years have gone on. But just as a great actor, like Sir Michael Caine, uh, he he kind of just epitomizes that role as Ebenezer Scrooge. Very good. Definitely, you can't go wrong with that pick for sure. I know that uh, Patrick Stewart also played uh, Scrooge, if I remember correctly. I just never watched that version either. He was oh. made for that role, and he was made for Ahab. And... Um, Oh gosh, what's that classic book that everyone says they're going to read, but they never do it? Moby the White Dick. Whale. Yes, yeah, he's the perfect Ahab in Moby Dick. Yeah, he's uh he's been knighted now, so he's Sir Patrick Stewart, as we saw in the Grubhub commercials. 
when he corrects Mark <laughs> Hamill. <laughs> we don't we don't need Sir Patrick Stewart coming after us, you know, for not using his correct you know, title. Yeah. Title and stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It would not bode well for us. Don't, don't come at us, sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <no. laughs> Phasers would not be set to stun. <laughs> right. I don't know if anyone remembers this, but uh, FX came out in 2019 with a horror movie spin on Christmas Carol. It was like a it's for mature audiences, and it had Andy Serkis and Guy Pierce in it. Uh, two very respected actors. I did not know that was a thing. Surprised, but when I didn't know. When was that? It's called A Christmas Carol by FX. Oh, that yeah. Ex- it was a uh, like a limited series or something like that. I remember it. It's on Hulu right now because, you know, the FX pairing. Uh, yeah, I never saw it, but it, yeah, I, I think I remember now that you give that description of it. I actually really like Guy Pierce ever since I saw him in Memento. So I think he'd actually be a really good Scrooge as well. Yeah, I mean, he, I can see that. I mean, he sh- he shows some villainy in uh, County Monte Cristo. Yeah, he's real good in that movie. But back to the movie we're talking about, um, the Muppet Christmas Carol. Uh, that opening scene where all those Muppets are walking about doing their stuff in town, and I never really noticed how impossible it would be to organize that where you not only do you need to make the Muppets and make it look like it's a full village, but you need a puppeteer for each one and a singer and they need a, and a singer to represent their singing voice. Um, And I think, you know, that alone is like a tremendous feat. Yeah. That's a lot of uh, first and second units. Yeah. Just to pull all that off. <laughs> right. I mean, I know we live in a CGI world where you just, you pull up your Apple, uh, your Apple computer and, you, you know, you start working out those characters, but puppetry, man, is really hard. Especially, you know what they did for the Marley and Marley scene? What's that? Um, they put the puppets underwater and put a green screen behind them to make it look like they were floating. Oh, wow. Interesting. 90s. They were amazing. <laughs> More ways than yeah. one. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's always interesting to see in these movies how they pulled off stunts like that back before the CGI days, before they couldn't just computer animate everything. And uh, so it's always yeah, it's cool to, to learn the stuff of the tricks of the trade of, of how they just kind of intuitiveness just figured things out. Like, oh, that works. Let's run with it. It looks great on screen. Right. So we we talked about the one hidden song, but what's your favorite song on the whole soundtrack? I remember I remember uh, fifth grade Mike when he was in chorus. He had to sing. I can't remember which song I sang, but it was one of the sad ones. I think it was between Miss Piggy and Kermit. 
I never um, had to do any of this, the singing of it. Thankfully, I missed that. Mm-hmm. I was busy having your- those dance numbers, huh? Oh, what is your favorite song? I actually don't have one. I actually don't remember it, like any of the like the songs enough from them to actually remember like singing them from like the musicals and stuff like that. Like I was saying, I, I and even like growing up, I didn't have to learn any of the songs like you did or anything like that. I was having to like I was busy having to do like doing dosi do dancing and stuff like that on stage in school. So yeah, I, I didn't. Uh, it escaped me. So none of them like hold any kind of identity for me, unfortunately. I liked, uh, I forget the name of it, but it's the uh, one where Kermit is singing as his character. He's singing with his son, mm-hmm. walking down the street and stuff like that. So um forget the name of it, though. I'd have to look it up. Why are there so many songs about <laughs> Christmas carols? <laughs> you know the lyrics? <laughs> no. <laughs> Yes. No, one more sleep till Christmas. One more sleep till Christmas is a great song. Uh, and it's a phrase my family and my friends use. Uh, you can only use it one day out of the year. Uh, Marley and Marley sounds like a song that punk bands would love to cover. <laughs> What about you, Mikey? You got a favorite song from the movie, or, or none really strike you? Um, well, I had to look up the list because I'd forgotten what the songs were uh, from the film. But uh, I'm always good for the tradition, the classics. So, Good King Wetzelance prob- would probably be my favorite on that list. Mm-hmm. That's sung by a rabbit in the beginning of the the movie. Yeah, the um. Uh... I need to go back now and watch the movie just so I can, like, I probably know all these songs. And just when if I, if I hear them, I'm like, oh, yeah. Because, like, when you started singing just now in your uh, Kermit Octave, I was like, oh, yeah, I know that song. <laughs> yes. I think, actually, those the two songs I named are actually two separate songs, and I, I like them both. But One More Sleep Till Christmas is actually a lot of fun. I liked it. So that's the past. The future is in our imaginations. Um, Mikey, you submitted a question. What beloved property from the 80s, 90s would you remake in a Christmas Carol style film and TV show? And my brain draws a blank where I can only think of Fraggle Rock or Captain Planet. Now, does it have to be, does it have to be puppets like Fraggle Rock with like Boober Blitz and uh, all the gang? Or can we do like uh, more of the live action stuff? Oh, I come up with anything. Yeah, mm. yeah. Because when I thought of the question, I was thinking because you know there's so many adaptations of a Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, what would be kind of of you know of the era of the 80s, 90s style that you know would make a good Christmas Carol? And the one that came to my mind was a Saved by the Bell Christmas Carol, uh, with <laughs> the premise being uh, the Bayside. Uh, communities raising toys for tots kind of thing and uh <laughs> the big toy the gizmo doll is the one that you know all the kids want and somebody anonymously donates it uh to the kids and zach ends up getting it 
because nobody else is around when this gets donated. And so he's kind mm-hmm. of that Scrooge character because he wants to sell it and make all this money. And then he has uh, the different ghosts from past, present, and future. Like the ghost from Christmas past would be Miss Bliss. Remember his first teacher from back in middle mm-hmm. school. And then like Christmas present would be like uh, one of the other teachers, like Mr. Tuttle. Uh, and then like Christmas future would be, like an older version of himself where he uh, did sell the toy and he has all this regret and ends up not selling the toy, but giving it to a kid in need. And so kind of that was that impetus for an idea of like what could be turned into a Christmas Carol. Mikey, do you have the script to this? (laughs) No, but uh, I I have the treatment at least. So yes, because we need, we need to get this. We need to get this to uh, to Peacock. Pronto. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Now I know. It sounds great. The Justice League cartoons were they around in the nineties? Uh, nineties, um, early two thousands. Yes. Yeah, Legion Doom and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to say like uh, Batman as the crotchety old curmudgeon. Um, not giving Robin or Nightwing their gifts because he he believes crime festers on Christmas, and then he's he's visited by uh, the Joker, Mister Freeze, and uh, the Penguin, and then he learns that Christmas can be special, and the, so the next day he, he he hosts a Christmas party at an orphanage. That nah, could work, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, because when I read that, I thought, I didn't know if you meant, like, uh, a property, like an actual item, or you meant, like, just, like, an actual, like, series or something like that. And, um, like, kind of going back and forth, like, you know, like, the actual item going back and forth among the things. That, that's when you were talking about, like, when you were tuning your, your idea, Mikey. I was like, oh, that's what kind of gave me insight into it. Because I would immediately, I don't know why, I jumped to it immediately. And I don't know how I would adapt this. That I would like it would take me a while to do some script writing, but I would love to like make it into a Christmas carol, take like like a crossover. I do like this sounds weird, but go with me on this journey. But like take the A team and the Golden Girls and make that into some kind of like Christmas carol thing of like, yeah, that the A team shows love up. It already. <laughs> I love it already. And then have to save and have to save one of the golden girls and like, you know, show her the ways of like uh, of her like of, of the past and stuff like that. So she she appreciates what's going on around her. And the and the team like maybe take Blanche and like have to show her like kind of like what what's been going on and and stuff so that she can actually kind of appreciate things and and they can kind of go back in time with their black band and you know and and the different interactions that they have with uh with Blanche like with uh, Mr T being all kind of sh- straight laced with her and stuff like that and uh, I just think it would be it would add some great comedy into it so it wouldn't be like so it, it has some serious tones but you could add a lot of comedy into it. I just awesome. want to see Betty White and Mr. T go into like a abandoned warehouse and beat up a bunch of thugs together. It's <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. And in the end, you'd have to have the plug there sometime. Like, I love it when a plan comes together as he likes to show you. <laughs> it has to be said. Mm-hmm. All right. I got one. Um, so it'd be, I got a couple ideas. So if it was live action, 
to be a night rider Christmas Carol. <laughs> where uh, where uh, the, car, Kit, the car is Scrooge, right? Oh, Kit, Kit is actually Scrooge because oh, wow. he doesn't oh, wow. understand why what why everybody's celebrating Christmas. He's and he doesn't get it. But he's kind of like the Scrooge character. So you have you know the various people playing the roles of past, present, and future ghosts. Um, and I'm sure. You know, car could probably be figured in there somewhere, but uh, try to, you know, maybe be on Kit's, you know, kind of like the devil on the shoulder, like, yeah, Christmas sucks, uh, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Michael Knight, of course, is the other person, like, no, Christmas is awesome, you need to, sorry, Christmas is rad, you know, so <laughs> <laughs> you need to, uh, this is why we celebrate. So it's more of, you know, Michael Knight kind of teaching ways of Christmas so that uh, Kit understands it. So that could I'm sure that a lot work, more yeah. could be uh, a lot more could be, you know, figured out, like I said, with the past, present, and future ghosts and all that kind of stuff. So actually I think Kit uh um Carr can be ghost of Christmas future. Even though he is a bad guy, I think he he would do a good ghost of Christmas future. You could have like uh, Night Rider uh, 2000 be the uh, the future kit. That's too you know, easy. The, uh, <laughs> I like the dark. I like the dark death looking type. You know, and I think Car could pull that off. Yeah, Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then if we were going to use a uh, cartoon property, I would say it would be the Gen One Transformers Christmas Carol. I'll take take any of the Gen One Transformers you want and plug them in wherever. But I'm sold any in any way. You already got it, bud. <laughs> you could have you could have Kit pull up into instead of the 18 wheeler from the series. He could pull up into Optimus Prime. Mm-hmm. That's live action stuff now. <laughs> Unless you made yeah, it a cartoon, yeah. I got you. Works. Yeah. All right, check it out. So I have a reverse Christmas Carol. This is about a startup CEO who gets very lazy around Christmas and he gets like too, too party minded. Um, and it, it starts to tank his business. So he has to be visited by three ghosts to learn how to be, have a good work ethic, uh, how to, you know, put the pedal to the metal, how to work hard and work smarter and harder. And then he wakes up on Christmas day and he just starts doing paperwork. <laughs> Roll credits. Yeah, roll oh, credits. I like your movie. <laughs> I'm not watching that one. That sucks. No. <laughs> yeah, but it'll probably get like at a good 99 on Metacritic. You <laughs> would be like, "What day is it, boy?" Your movie. Your movie would get a Criterion Collection. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's Christmas, sir. Oh, good. I'm gonna go to the office. <laughs> I need roll to get some work done. <laughs> It's crazy talk, man. Crazy talk. So my final imagination homework is if you had to remake this with the Muppets, but it's all modern day stuff, uh, who would you cast and what would it be about? You mean it had to be like, you mean like recast a whole movie? 
Well, okay. So you still got the Muppets in it. Uh, maybe Michael Caine, you can put him as Scrooge, but everything has to be like updated. Like, you know, it's no, it's no longer about mortgages. It's about uh, Sir Michael Caine is a TikTok influencer. <laughs> oh yeah, who works as dancers way too far. <laughs> he thinks Christmas is about being viral and not about family. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. And you're talking about doing more themes in there, like like one of them is like a like a, a YouTube streamer, and they're getting frustrated and stressed out because they're not having enough subs because they don't have the money coming in. They're yes. trying to make it, make it work, and they can't make it work. And so, yeah, they can't feed their family anymore or something like that. Yes. Making it more contemporary themes. Yeah, Kermit runs like a prank YouTube channel. Uh-huh. And he's feeling too much pressure from uh, Ebenezer Scrooge. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, the next day, you know, Ebenezer Scrooge goes to sleep and he's he's visited by uh, the, what's that prank channel? Can you die? He's visited by the cast of Jackass? <laughs> he, he's visited by uh, the, the Dude Awesome guys. He's visited by Mr. Beast. Uh, finally, you know, he gets the, the darkness through Ninja. Uh, okay. Maybe a Twitch, some other Twitch streamer. And he learns, no, it's not about the, it's not about the subs. It's not about the gifts. You know, Christmas isn't a hashtag. Christmas is family. Yeah, but then okay. like, if you're going that route, though, it can't be about, like, it's hard to get, keep it about being about Christmas stuff if we go that route. Yeah. That's what would be hard to do it. Yeah, because then that, it's hard to make, turn YouTube and subs and stuff like that into being all about family. <laughs> Other than providing for your family. Well, um, actually, you yeah. could. Could. Because I was just thinking while he was saying those things, I was like, I actually could place, like, trying to make this about the Nintendo dads, but I could place the Nintendo dads in certain <laughs> roles and be like, like I'm, I'm, uh, I'm Scrooge. Because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like the guy in the behind the scenes, make trying to make the dads, you know, do their stuff and, <laughs> you know, Crack trying to make it. sure you, you know, we got to do a show on Christmas. I don't care what you're doing. We got to do a show. And, uh, you know, Justin's like, no, we gotta have Christmas Day off. We always do that. And it's like, oh, we gotta do a show because, for whatever reason, Christmas falls on on Thursday, the day we record. You know, <laughs> and you know, so then I get visited by um, three consoles, three uh, <laughs> yeah, three consoles, yeah, <laughs> the NES, the Switch, and then like uh, <laughs> Wii U. <laughs> And the Wii U. <laughs> Wii U is fast, yes. yes. It has to be Nintendo console, so yeah, it would be uh, oh, yeah, right. Wii U, then the Switch. The, the future yeah. version of you loves Sega Genesis, and you're like, no, no, yeah. take me back, Spirit. <laughs> uh, you make it, yeah, be fun. Or you could, or you could plug in like any of the shows into that. You could do retro logic in there, right? So Dan's trying to force, you know, all the other guys to do a show on, you know, mm-hmm. Christmas Day. Yeah. Well, 
like that. I like that. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of ways you. I mean, we see it all the time. Everybody's got to make their version of the Christmas Carol, right? So, in fact, there's one I still have to watch with Bill Farrell and um, um, some new guy, you know, that's done these Deadpool movies. Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, uh, Mark Wahlberg, right. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, but, um, yeah, it's one I still have to watch because I'm kind of curious in how they turn that around, you know, and switch mm. up the story there. Well, Metacritic gave it like a 60, so. Sounds like it's perfect for me, then. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, definitely. Sounds like it's awesome. I want to see. Just just out of curiosity, since we're in the pocket in the conversation real quick, just randomly dart at at the board. What is, give me one 99 score on the Metacritic. What is one movie? Okay. Don't have to be, I don't care the genre. Just let me know. Just point of reference for their scale so I'll know their probably, taste. Probably some French movie or something. I don't know. Actually, <laughs> you're not far off. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, for some reason, Bad Santa got a higher rating than uh, Muppet's Christmas Carol. Not what, in the 90s, mind you. Yeah, what's a 90? Give me a 99 one. Give me one that they were like, oh, masterpiece, encore, encore. Let's see. Die Hard got a 72. It's a Wonderful Life got an 89. Okay. Uh, uh, that's a good one to have being 89 for sure. Let's see. Uh, oh, here we go. That. Look up, look up this, look up Citizen Kane. Uh, got it. Yeah, I, I got, got it. 20. I got it too. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's at a hundred. Is that a hundred? Okay. Yeah. Everyone feels devoted to Citizen Kane. And now I think it has so much pressure on it. Will it crack? It's just the sequel to Wolf of Wall Street, right? <laughs> Essentially. Just missing our boy Leo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and who else? Um, Matthew McConaughey. Mm-hmm. But again, okay, I was just wondering. I just want to see. I don't read much Metacritic scoring. I go more to Internet Movie Database and read user reviews and stuff like that. So I was just wondering, like, what these Metacritic, the cabal, what are they saying? Yeah. The, well, I don't think these guys like Christmas because they they have very low opinions on Christmas movies. Well, they don't like Christmas. That means because stuff is shut down and money's not being made. <laughs> Well, I humbug the Christmas movies. Oh, yeah, yeah, they got their monocle in their coffin. Oh, visited by three ghosts. There you go. So, apparently, in 2008, uh, A Muppet Christmas Letters to Santa came out. Um, not Brian Henson as the director. It's Kirk R. Thatcher. Um, it has some of the same voices voiced by the Muppets, including Steve Whitmore, Dave Goles, Bill Beretta, um, but it's it's got a much lower rating on IMDb and Metacritic. Uh, did anyone have a chance to see that movie, the the most recent Christmas movie? Oh, I didn't get to see it. No, uh... yeah, it doesn't it's 
not going to do the same thing if you, if it was going out there to try to capture the same. Mm-hmm. It's not because one is is that book based. I mean, is that movie based on a classic? No, um, I didn't think so. Story. So there's that. Um, I mean, I give I give them points for trying to create something original. Yes, I haven't With- watched it yet though either, so I'm not sure if it's trying to it's just well, a you know muppet movie with a bunch of craziness and then you get your you know a few stars in it then you know mm-hmm. but well it's not the same just looking at the trailer i think the special effects of the 1992 movie look a lot more realistic than uh, this one that came out in 2008. Well, I think they've had a hard time running the Muppets since then, it seems like. I mean, they did the TV series, and that flopped, because people are like, what is this? This is like the Muppets, like, real-life drama. And, uh, I mean, I think it got canceled out. And so, Did this movie come out? 2008, you said? Yeah. It was a TV okay. special. That's what it was. So that, that's probably it, why the... The, the quality wasn't as good as the 92 version. It was just because it was a TV special as opposed to a theatrical yeah, that movie film. budget. Yeah. They yeah. lowered the bar. Um, I mean, it's got some, it's got some stars in it though. It's got Michael Bloomberg, Whippy Goldberg, Nathan Lane, Jane Krakowski. Uh, she's from the 30 rock. Hmm? Uma Thurman, Paul Williams. So they they stack the deck. I just find that interesting. Yeah, oh. that's a. Uh, I've never seen it. Yeah, they researched when the Muppet the Muppets that movie came out in 2011. So, mm. um, years after the Christmas special, so. Looks like they actually have another Christmas movie. It's a very merry Muppet movie in 2002. But Christmas movie. It's a very merry Muppet Christmas movie. Yes, lightning does not strike twice. I I have a question for you guys. Every year, there's one movie that comes out on Christmas Day. Who is that marketed for? Is there a market of people that see a movie on Christmas Day? Is that like for the yes. atheists who hate Christmas? No. Or... There's a lot of people who don't celebrate Christmas on Christmas Day. Or they don't have a place to go. There's many hmm. reasons why they would go see a movie. There's been a couple of situations I've been in where I thought about going to see a movie. Because either the people I celebrated was out of town. Or there oh, wasn't well. anything else to do. Or, um, or whatever. So. Or they go as a family. That's why you see a lot of family or, movies yeah. around Christmas time. It's because they're marketing it to the family. Is they open presents, they get together, and then they go to the the movie theaters and go see a movie. So that's why that's why you that's have a lot. Their tradition. Yeah, they have a lot of big time films that come out, especially family films around Christmas time because of that. Yeah, this Christmas they got the uh, the new Puss in Boots. Uh, Nine Lives, I think is what it's called, or something like that, coming out Christmas Day. I was about I mean, to say, usually those movies have Oscar buzz, and then you said the new Puss in Boots movie. 
and total Oscar buzz there. Seriously, <laughs> there's an Oscar going on there. But it, what the thing is, think about it though. Do the presents stuff like that instead of having everybody come to your house, have yeah. to clean up after that and all that. You just say, "Hey, let's meet up at the movie theater," and then everybody celebrates by going to watch a movie. And maybe yeah. see that. That sounds have Chinese food. But I, <laughs> I have an Italian family, and um, it's all about you know being together and eating lots of food and. So this was never an option for me to go see a movie. In fact, if I was like, uh, you know what, family, I want to see a movie. They'd be like. Uh, You'd get disowned. Yeah, shut up. Sit down. Open your presents. <laughs> you jerk. <laughs> I've actually been in a theater on Christmas Day, but that was just because, yeah, actually, I, I was working in the theater. So I had to like sell concessions, run the movie and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, actually, I've never actually been on Christmas Day to actually go see a movie. Well, that's a sad and somber note. (laughs) I was happy. I was among my friends. We had fun that day. (laughs) It's great. It would be pretty cool that day because normally what you do is you do count on uh on all the concessions and on the cups. But if you bring your own bag, you can have them as popcorn as you want. But like, uh, if you bring your own cup, you know, you can get as much like soda that you want. But the boss for people that work in that day, he was pretty cool about it. He'd be like, if y'all want any concessions, I won't. He said, it's a countless day. So, you know, you can, you could open up whatever box you want to have or anything like that. So he would, uh, he'd be in the merry spirit. You know what would hit me in the theater on Christmas day to watch it? What's that? A Muppets Christmas Carol movie. I thought you were going to say Puss in Boots. <laughs> You're not going to watch the Puss in Boots? I want to watch it. It looks funny. I'm totally going to watch it, just not on Christmas Day. <laughs> oh, no, I'm going to watch it on Christmas Day. No. <laughs> I'm going to wait till it goes to Peacock the week after. Um, you should go to, like, on Christmas Day. There you go, Tim. You want to kill time on Christmas Day. Go to and go see the new Avatar on Christmas Day, that way you can kill. Yeah, it'd be what three hours and what ten, fifteen minute movie, and then when what you another like previews and stuff. So plenty of time in the movie theater then, and get fitted for a catheter. There you go. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna throw a question out there about the Avatar. Yeah. What is the appeal of that? I mean, I've watched the first one, and it, it's you know I understand how much James Cameron put into it that first one and there was a lot of CG and all that stuff to make it look the way it did. Phenomenal looking movie. Uh, and I enjoyed it when I watched it. Just why is it such a big deal? Let me see if I can answer this. You see, Tim, back in the 90s, there was this movie called Fern and Gully. Uh, and it had Robin Williams in it. And when uh, James Cameron thought, that's a great movie to copy and paste my own story. So he made Avatar for three hours, made it 3D, and then everyone thought this is the sequel to Fern and Gully. Uh, And they came in by the billions to watch it. Uh, That explains everything. (laughs) Thank you very much. I needed that. Now, I would say my take on it is like, I love the fact that of it. It's like uh, how they, uh, the sci-fi part of it 
how they have the characters and you can actually like um meld with the avatar and i do like the themes of how they you know they're saying like this greedy corporation is coming trying to take what they want <clears throat> from this planet excuse me <clears throat> my voice is breaking sorry about that take from this planet and i mean this the movie itself is just beautiful i mean it really is beautiful and so i mean i i like the storyline i found the storyline you know how they hashed out the plot how they hashed out the characters i mean i enjoyed it and that's what drew me into it and that's why i'm a big fan of of the series um you know i know it takes some heat for some of that the politicalness of it and um but i mean i, I mean i just i can separate myself from that and i still enjoy the story i didn't even know there was a political thing of it but other than the story yeah, itself. Yeah, some people are but, arguing that it's like, it's, it's anti, you know, anti-military. Some were saying, you know, it's like too tree-huggery and stuff like that. But, um, you know, I mean, but I'm not going into politics n- nor on mic nor off camera. I mean, it's just that, <laughs> um, yeah, no pun intended. No, the, um, <laughs> but no, it's, uh, I'm definitely saying it's just, I enjoyed the story of it and how they, uh, how they showed like, you know, th- there's a science fiction theme of it. And then the, how they uh, they actually showed the, the planets and the creatures involved in it. It was just I enjoyed it. It's really well, beautiful movie, and it really touched a lot for me. And I'm just, but I'm a fan of sci-fi, and I'm a fan of um, of that kind of like you know uh, different planets, terrestrial planets, and so it just kind of echoed a lot of stuff to me that I enjoy doing. I'm a fan of fantasy, so but the um, and I like action. So I mean, it has that in it. I mean, it's got your, you know, it's got war battles in it. Mm-hmm. So why didn't uh, you just, you didn't like it at all? I said I enjoyed it. I I really enjoyed it. Oh, okay. Like, I, saying just, I was, it was more of all of a sudden it seemed like it was a great movie. It was, you know, did a lot for the industry. In fact, you know, mm-hmm. um, I enjoyed it and then was not expecting to see it get to this point where it was like, Okay, now we're getting more movies. I think a trilogy, right? Oh, there's so. there's at least five films. I think they've got planned out. Yeah, mm. even bigger. It's a I mean, saga. The technology. Yeah, the technology that he did off of that, where actually, you know, they were the they were actually the actors. You know, were actually acting out their roles, and they can see themselves as their characters as they're acting and the environment they're around by wearing that head head helmet and stuff. I mean, that's just, that was next level stuff at that time. So, and that was yeah, always, it's Jim Cameron a lot. Was it. Sure. Yeah. I'm I mean, that was, that was, it. I was just trying to see new, new bullet to, time. Trying to add that question of what made it become so big, you know, cause I mean, yes, oh, yeah. that, you know, why is everybody just like, oh yeah, the second one. And then however many comes, hopefully it doesn't oversaturate or just get, sick of it after you know, the first couple ones that come out i think it's a story i think it, i think it really is the story and it's the, and it's the beauty of the planet i mean crying out loud they had people that actually were depressed because they couldn't go to uh pandora and uh, they were in love with so much of this planet so i mean it's the story and the environment that they saw and the music had a lot to do with it too well i think our, so, I, I, mean, I think part of it is the time in which it came out which was you know 2009 that that time frame where you had that influx of CGI really coming to the uh, the foreground of how technology was getting better, and this was like the first mm-hmm. showcase of it. You had the 3D uh, boom that took place with 
that film and so that kind of drew a lot of people in just to, the curiosity of it and then really with disney with the pairing of pandora with disney's animal kingdom and people got to experience pandora in that aspect of it with the theme parks that all of that I together that. i think is kind of what made it into you know the number one grossing film of all time before it got passed by Endgame before it then took it over again. Uh, that's really <laughs> where that, you know, I guess zeitgeist of, of movie ideas and, and really just that love for it. And, and also with the hate of, well, it's everybody loves this film and everybody wants to go see this film. Uh, you have a lot of people like, I don't want to go see it. And that was me. Like, I didn't actually see Avatar until about two years ago, watching it on Disney+. Plus Because I was just like, <laughs> everybody else has seen it. I really don't care to see it. But then I finally was like, ah, I might as well just watch it, since there was a sequel coming. And I thought it was fine. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, it has a lot of Fern Gully. It has Dances with Wolves and, and, and all that aspect. But it it's very beautiful in how it's shot. The music is very well done. The story is good enough that, you know, it's not a distraction or a deterrent. Uh, so I, I can see, and it made a lot of money. So that makes a lot of sense as to why they want to do more of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm saying like the story and the music and the, and the environment are so well meld together in there. And then like you brought up a great point. It's like you can actually go and now you can go actually sit on a banshee and feel it breathe and feel the warmth coming off of it as a ride and so that just further you know nestles you into that uh that environment i actually went on that ride it was a one hour wait it's pretty cool not gonna lie um it they do have really expensive gift shop that's avatar based um but that goes with that comes with the territory um when did disney acquire avatar it wasn't it didn't start off as a disney property i think through fox yeah yeah they licensed the for the ride they licensed it back in like the i guess mid 2010s was when it came uh when it was when it uh, really was made it to the rides or whatever but yeah they actually got the property with when it was bought by fox that's that's crazy to me that like the Disney execs like we can't ha- we can't be beaten uh, in the in the movie sales. Let's buy Fox. Okay, good. Which pretty much takes up nearly all sci-fi because it seems like anything comes out of the sci-fi, it's 20th Century Fox is all on it. Mm. it and that's why the uh, xenopho or the xenomorphs are a Disney princess. Yeah, it's only coming. It's a matter of time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's the queen, and then there's the face huggers, which are princesses. Yeah, and they're going to be taken to the prom by the predator. Yep. Well, anyways, speaking of Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> We've been drinking too much eggnog spiked here. <laughs> yes. Uh, I love that little segue. Um, this is what happens when you don't write enough notes. Uh, but you know, I love I love hearing you guys uh, talk about the movies you love. And oh, no, I'm glad we could talk about Avatar because I heard 
on the Nintendo dads a while back across years that I heard uh, that, uh, you know, one of them talking about, like, yeah, basically Avatar sucks. We were talking about that pre-show. And that was like a record scratch moment for me. I'm like, wait a tick. <laughs> Somebody needs intervention. It's Maybe. not true or Stogie. <laughs> so let us clear the record, Avatar. I'm not going to say any names. Party. <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, I think everyone hated it because they thought it was Avatar The Last Airbender. That's what it was. They went in there and they came out utterly confused, saying, what did I just pay money for? I was expecting to see a kid with mythical powers to control the forces of nature, and I went and I saw blue people that must have been some random radiological offspring of the Smurfs riding around on these dragonflies. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And then someone made an, uh, an Airbender movie. There Let's not get into that. That'll, that'll add another hour to the show, I'm sure. I know. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, this is our one Christmas episode, folks. So, we I just want to say thank you for going on this journey with us. And, you know, thank you for... Our, uh, our journey can sometimes have tangents. Yes. Our, our journeys, they go, go off in rabbit rabbit trails. But we, we just wanted to share with you the greatest Christmas movie of all time, Muppets Christmas Carol. It's a beautiful movie. Everyone has Disney Plus, so you have no excuse not to watch it. Um, you know, highly, I highly recommend this movie, and I think everyone in this podcast does too. You got also, watch the, uh, the Mickey Christmas Carol too. Both are yes. good. Yeah. Yes, watch them side by side. Um, you know, I just want to say, guys, it's all been- drinking lots of caffeine, and man, you'll just ha- you just see all kinds of crazy stuff when you compare the two together. You'll be visited by three ghosts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> at, at the end, they'll 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 ask for your reviews and they'll take diligent notes. Yes, you'll be visited by Red Bull, Jolt, and Mellow Yellow. Um, and in that order, yes, <laughs> but. <laughs> Thank you for all of our faithful listeners who have uh, joined us on this experiment up to seven episodes right now. And we're closing out the year with this one. And thank you, my podcast brethren, for uh, doing this project with me as well. That's been a pleasure. I've always enjoyed it. I look forward to every episode. It's always fun. Absolutely. Thanks, Mikey, for joining us, too. Yeah. Because. So, yeah, Just since you do your yeah. own kind of movie thing, what do you do now? Yeah, so yeah. so I have a plug. I have a podcast. It's a Screen Nerds podcast, and basically, uh, I do movie reviews. Uh, I go and watch new movies, and right out of the theater, give my reactions to them. Those are quick screens, and then rescreen episodes are uh, going back and watching a favorite film and sharing memories and thoughts on what I saw it the first time and when I saw it the for the rewatch and uh, my last uh, episode that I just did was on the holiday so I mentioned how uh, that's one of my favorite Christmas films and I just did a rewatch of it so you can go check it out on anywhere that you get your podcasts uh, just check out Screen Nerds Podcast Alright send, send us a link we'll put it in the notes in the description we'll definitely need to check that out S. Um, 
Well, guys, I'm putting a bow on this, wrapping it up, and putting it under the Christmas tree. Oh. So, <laughs> my name is Mike. And I'm Eston. And I'm Timmy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting for all this time for you to do that. Timmy. <laughs> and we're with Mikey, Mikey Burgett. Thanks for having um, me on. Have a great day and enjoy your Christmas. Happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays, y'all. Happy New Year.